Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard from thedraftnetwork.com along with Trevor Sycamore, also from thedraftnetwork.com. And we are here on a Tuesday morning, ready to brighten up your day and brighten up your week, as we always are. I'm feeling really chipper, really chipper this morning, Trevor. Yeah, you are. You are. I'm a day removed from a debacle of a Steelers loss. I vented it out in an article that. yesterday. I feel good. <laughs> oh, that was it. Okay. That was it. You I just, just got it all out. Exactly. I had to get away from, you know, how the, it feels therapeutic, you know, to bang out an article like just, you know, here's every, here's it. Like, here's what's wrong. Yeah. Look, I wrote, I wrote a giant article that the Buccaneers literally don't know how to win. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, I, I, I can't wait to read that, actually, because I think that okay. that's spot on. I think that that's a, an issue with some teams. But. That's not our focus today. We're going to turn to brighter things than the doom of our two favorite teams. And we are going to talk about offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And when I say that, what I really mean is defensive rookie of the year, because I think our conversation for offensive rookie of the year is going to go something like this. Oh, Trevor, guess what? Uh, This past draft didn't have a ton of great offensive skill players, except Saquon Barkley's going absolutely ham right now. Don't you think he is the offensive rookie of the year? And you're going to say... Uh yeah, actually. <laughs> okay, good. That's what I thought you would say. I thought you'd be hey, a little bit more enthusiastic before, about do, it. But. Do do Giants fans still give you crap? Uh, still give me crap? Why? I don't think I don't know that they ever like for like for Saquon. What do you mean? Because like we we obviously didn't you and I didn't have Saquon as our RB one. Right. Well, guys haven't so, even played, so there's not really anything to say yet. Right. I know, but like I get hate all the time from Giants fans who are like remember when you said that like Saquon couldn't translate to the NFL and I literally never said that right but <laughs> nobody ever said just that. because like I didn't think just because and here's the, the context of the article that I wrote about Saquon Barkley it was never a question of whether he could or could not do it it was just that sometimes in college I watched him avoid what you would say were like dirty work runs like up the middle, sure. ones that you have to do instead of bouncing it straight to the outside. And I was like, oh, man, I hope he, I hope he's willing to, to, to get dirty, to get physical, to get those tough yards in the NFL because I know he can. And I even said at the end of the article, I even went back and read it not too long ago, this is an elite prospect. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of him using all of that size that we see on him. And he clearly is. Right. So, like – I, don't I think know. we I just, were actually I, I get hate from Giants fans every week about Saquon Barkley, and it's like, guys, really? I never said he was bad. I mean, I'll be honest. On Sundays, I hardly ever read my mentions because it's just usually a complete cesspool. So I, I don't really know. I don't remember getting any, but uh, I, I will say that I think we're like the evaluation part of Saquon Barkley was spot on, and I mean, he was like my sixth or seventh overall player. So I mean, the value of him was pretty high. You could definitely argue like he should have been higher than I don't mean I don't know everybody ahead of him's done pretty well except the quarterbacks kind of up in the air still but uh I mean yeah I, I don't I don't have any issues with how I value would take on Barkley in fact I think it was good because early on in his Giants career he was bouncing runs sometimes it was working sometimes it wasn't working and I think actually PFF was doing a good job pro football focus was doing a good job of kind of analyzing where he was making mistakes as a runner his grade really reflected that and then the last couple of weeks, he's really started to, he started to adapt his running style, not totally consistently, but I think more consistently. And because of that, he's had a huge last couple of weeks. So, again, he's it was always awesome. like 
we we basically said in our analysis, which I think was spot on in retrospect, is that the all the issue with Saquon Barkley has always been if he could adapt his style, he could legitimately be the best running back ever. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. I'm not willing to say anything after rookie season. Also, still think it was the wrong pick for the Giants, but we'll only know that in the future. And obviously, it's hard to be unhappy with what Saquon Barkley's given you. Oh, sure, so, sure, I mean, sure. I don't want to like, beat that this conversation. to death like other people do. You know, I was having a, f- a conversation with a friend of mine the other night, and it's like, okay, like I, I wouldn't have taken Saquon at two. I would have taken a quarterback. But I mean, even you know Ben Solak, our our colleague over at the Draft Network, he wrote an article about. Uh, the what was it the top 10 he went through the top 10 picks of the draft basically said like there's no regrets like you get like everyone is barely any sort of any of the picks and that includes taking a running back at number two because saquon has been that good so i mean you know when you look at a value of what the team might need and in the long term sure the giants probably should have went quarterback but that doesn't have to make you any less happy about what Saquon is doing. And I want to make sure that that's never lost in the fold here. Right. And I think you and I have kind of said that as the year's gone on, we're like, okay, you shouldn't have taken a running back at number two. You should never take a running back at number two when you have a need a quarterback and other key positions could be included in that as well. If there's a player worthy on the board, but it doesn't mean Saquon's a bad player. It doesn't mean he won't have a positive impact on your team. It doesn't mean he won't help you win. It just means he'll never be as important to winning football games as your quarterback period he won't be if any of the quarterbacks drafted after number two spot end up being franchise quarterbacks the giants made the wrong call it's that simple it really is like saquon can be the best running back ever he'll never compare to it'll never compare to in the wins and loss column a good quarterback in today's nfl just won't it just doesn't matter that much having said that is it awesome to have a weapon like saquon barkley absolutely and that offense is loaded now for whenever they do get their quarterback does it look like it's going to be this offseason? No. They'll probably still be bad next year. Um, I don't know if that would have been the case or not if they drafted a quarterback because the rest of the roster seems to be coming along. But And he's he's a unanimous rookie of the year, right? Exactly. I think so. I mean, we should say Philip Lindsay has been great. He's actually averaging .4 yards per carry better than Saquon Barkley <sighs> on like about man. 40 less carries, I think. He's been so good yes he's been great and what i think and you and i didn't really even get the chance because we're both working other jobs at the time last year to really watch phil Lindsay. we saw a little bit of him in college but like how fast he is and how explosive he is is insane they both have nine rushing touchdowns saquon's got 14 rushes of 20 yards or more which is straight up insane and lindsey and he's got six rushes of 40 yards or more which is also completely mind-boggling uh lindsey has eight of 20 yards or more and three of 40 yards or more yeah, so basically, if you're looking for splash play potential, it's Barkley. Receiving impact, it's Barkley. Rushing, maybe Lindsey's been a tiny bit more effective yards per carry, but you could argue his offensive line. I don't think there's any question it's Barkley. Whereas a couple weeks ago, I thought it was more closer. I just think Barkley's distanced himself. He's been just that be, over the last couple weeks. Who would be your third? Good question. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle have both been really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's been a very kind of – Sony averaging about a yard worse per carry than Chubb, I think, this season. But also, Sony has been banged up and has been not been healthy the full season, even when he's been out there. Um, both guys have been really good, I think. But I mean, Sony's still averaging almost four and a half yards a carry. Uh, Chubb has seen less carries and had a couple longer runs that kind of the, those big run, chunk runs that he broke off the kind of eight things. He has eight carries of 20 yards or more this season. Um, so he's made those splash plays as a runner, which are really impressive. Um, I think snap to snap, both guys have been really consistent too. But 
Honestly, it'd be Baker. I think it's so hard to come into the NFL as a rookie at, at quarterback and be anything really remotely resembling good, and he's been really good. Like, I, I think there's a case, especially if he continues kind of his trend of play to finish out the season. I mean, there's a real case for it to be made for Baker Mayfield that he's been the best, one of the top best 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. I mean, I think he's had that mm-hmm. kind of a year. Completing 64.5% of his passes, that's just regular completion percentage. I know adjusted, he's had a bunch of drops and things like that too. Yes, he's thrown 10 picks, but 19 touchdowns, and I feel like he's cut down on some of the mistakes. Not all those have been on him as well. He's made plays down the field in the, in the vertical passing game. Obviously in the best situation, and we said this when they were drafted, obviously in the best situation of any of the rookie quarterbacks. No question there. Um, but I don't. he'd be my guy. Who'd be yours? You, you oh, he's, Baker? He, no, he's he's for sure my three. Uh, I love Calvin Ridley, too, just because of the, the great production that he had early on in the year. He kind of came on and was uh, really almost like needed no warm-up time, which is kind of crazy in the NFL. But he played for a really good offense. He played with good pieces around him, and he put up some statistics because of it. I'm not going to hold that against him. Does he still have eight touchdowns? I think it's eight is what he's got. Um, um, and at one point... Yes, he is eight. Yeah, still. Okay. He's averaging he's what averaging twelve point nine yards per carry. In the NFL, what does it rank? Well, yeah. Uh I'm looking at rookie stats right now. Hang on. Stand by. Because uh, I feel like oh sorry. Well, like he he was at eight. He he's been at eight for a little bit, and so he was kinda of near the top of the NFL for a rookie. Um you know, obviously a big stat of, of, of finishing plays and getting in the end zone. And so Ridley is kind of another one that I want to make sure we mention as kind of an honorable mention guy. And then, you know, you talked about it, but, but I mean, Baker would be my guy. But then you talk about uh, Mike McGlinchey, too. He, he he can't win the award because he's got no statistics, but uh, <laughs> you've even said that he's, he's had a fantastic year. Yeah. So Yeah, McGlinchey yeah. and Nelson have both been really, really good. Hernandez has been good as well, so offensive is easier it's fun to talk about the guys that are kind of runners up in that in that award uh, and everything but uh, offense is definitely easier defense is where it gets tough i mean i think derwin james should be it's the not defensive, tough, player, defensive rookie are you saying because it's derwin oh, you think? no what what do you think it is i think it's bradley chubb okay unpack it why do you think it's chubb? he's got 12 and a half sacks right he's got 12 What's he got? Twelve sacks. Okay, so he's got. He needs two and a half to get the rookie record. It's John. I know. I said it today. I tweeted it today. I said he's got to have the quietest twelve sack rookie season ever. I mean, not one person is talking about Bradley Chubb. He might just have the quietest twelve sack season ever. I mean, it's crazy. Like he he had one and a half sacks through his first five games. He's absolutely exploded over the last couple weeks. And that dude's my rookie. They're defensive rookie of the year. Meaning, you think he's going to win, or you think he's been the best defensive rookie in football? Um, boy, loaded question. Because they're the very Tuesday. different things loaded to me. Questions. Loaded questions. I guess I I can't say I've, I've watched enough snaps of everybody to truly be able to say like, okay, this guy has clearly been the best. But mm-hmm. you know, certainly Derwin is a guy who's been really consistently good throughout the entire season. Um, Bates has been really good. I mean, Darius Leonard has Darius to be Darius Leonard's been awesome, uh, just to spite you, which has been great. Leighton <laughs> Vander Esch has been a... Leighton Vander Esch has been like a catalyst for that Cowboys defense stepping up 
and now looking yeah. like they're they're basically playoff bound. Um, so it's hard to it's it's hard to not mention any of those names, but I I, I guess I guess I kind of like hate for it to be a stats thing, but Bradley Chubb has twelve sacks. He might get it's the just, rookie record. Like that's crazy. If he gets anywhere near the rookie record, it's gotta be him. I think it's just gotta be him. Sacks are such an important statistic of the game. You know? Oh, I can. I mean, you don't. You don't have to convince me because I I completely agree with you. I think that they're so such an important part of the game. I think that that stat to decision makers for the award will make a big difference. So who do you, let's do a you want to do but, like a top three? Who's who's your top three? My top three. Yeah. By the way. I need to read to you this uh, Bradley Chubb statistic from okay. I tweeted it yesterday. Okay. Uh, stand by. Two and a half. I'm sitting. Javon Kearse has the, okay. Javon Kears has the rookie record. Here's the here's the breakdown of guys who have been on that level. Rookies in NFL history to have at least twelve sacks in their first season. Javon Kears, Dwight Freeney, Reggie White. Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice, Mark Anderson, Charles Haley, Julius Peppers, Terrell Suggs, and I think somebody mentioned Alden Smith. Alden Smith didn't show up for whatever reason on the on the PFR database, but Alden Smith had 14 as a rookie. Oh, geez. Okay. So here's your bad players that have had at least 12 sacks in their rookie season. Mark Anderson, and that's it. Mark Anderson flamed <laughs> out after his rookie year. Didn't do anything else in Chicago the rest of his career, really. I think he had one other good year, but ended up with like 34 and a half career sacks, which is fine, but obviously not what you're going for if you're Bradley Chubb. The next lowest sack total, other than Alden Smith, just because he flamed out of the league, he had like 46 and a half in like four seasons or something. Alden Smith was insane. Um, the next lowest sack total was Javon Kears with 74 and a half. I think everybody else on the list was over 100 career sacks. Special players get 12 sacks in the rookie season. Super small sample size, obviously, but it hasn't been wrong yet. If you get 12 sacks in your rookie season, Damn. you're almost guaranteed to be an elite player. So I, I saying, man. here's why Bradley Chubb, having said that, is not my top pick for defensive rookie of the year because Ew. I've seen his sacks and he is getting a lot of them off of hustle plays. He's getting some that are unblocked off twists. He's also winning 1v1 for some of them. I don't really care about that in the evaluation of Bradley Chubb. If you're producing at a high level as a rookie, great for you because that is really hard to do in the NFL, and it's even more rare as a pass rusher. Hardly ever do edge guys come in and light it up like this, as evidenced by that, the names I just read off that list. What was the last guy to be a rookie in the NFL? Terrell Suggs? I mean, we haven't yeah, had a basically. rookie do this for forever. So his season's been unbelievable, but – I do think that when it comes down to it, it's this close. Like Derwin James has transformed the Chargers' defense. He's been that instrumental, creating pressure, 15 passes defensed, hardly giving up any plays all year. I mean, just ridiculous blanket in coverage, three picks. I think he's been so dynamic and such a force in that way. And I think you could argue the same thing about Leonard. You know, I'm, I think linebackers are less valuable, so I'm less akin to giving him an award because he has a lot of tackles, which I don't really agree with as a statistic i don't think it indicates anything as a statistic but john ledyard wants to eliminate tackles from the stat sheet well it doesn't mean anything like you know i mean tackles don't mean like they could be five yards downfield it doesn't mean you're good right they, some, they sometimes mean something. sure but like without the context of the tape some tackles are great some tackles are terrible what what's his name with atlanta for years paul warlow remember him 
You pl- you guys played. The Bucks played him every year. You oh, you mean him. oh, you mean Barrett Root, Buccaneer, great. Both of them. Okay. Top top <laughs> three in the league like, every for like year. Eight straight years, it didn't matter. Would you ever say that they were like great players at their position? No, of course not. They made a ton of tackles at the second level. Good for them. Doesn't make you an impact. I don't know, player. but a lot of I know a lot of old white guys in Tampa Bay still have Barrett Root jerseys that look yeah. like they bought them from Walmart. That sounds about right. That's that's how they felt. Oh, they get ton. They look at the statue. Oh man, he's always around the ball. Yeah, I mean he is when it's five to seven yards down the field, which not really helpful for your defense. So, having said that, I think Leonard's been all around impactful. Uh, obviously, the sack numbers when he has six or seven sacks. I mean, unblocked, sure, but like. He, timing things up and he's doing he's making impact plays and that's what matters for this award so i think derwin and leonard are my top two you know when i talk about transform transformational to defenses that weren't playing at this level but now are largely because of those two players i think of that denver's defense playing solid for sure obviously they have a bunch of guys i think already that kind of aided chubb's transition not trying to again it just becomes down to this fine line and that's why i would go with I'd go with Derwin, then Leonard, and then Chubb. But I do. I think Leonard's going to win it because I think a lot of these voters just look at stats. And you think Leonard's going to win it? I think he's going to win it. Yep. No way. You think Chubb wins it? Yeah, I I would say that it's Chubb. It's going to be Chubb one. Well, I would say that it's Chubb one, Derwin two, Leonard three. But I don't really know how they're going to vote because you're right. Leonard's got a crap ton of stats, and this is 100% a statistical award. Right. It's not a tape award. Exactly. And so, linebackers have won a lot of years, although less less recently. They've won it less recently. So. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, there's obviously Jair Alexander and Denzel Ward, two others we didn't mention that are probably deserving. Justin Reed, Jesse Bates, a couple players in the secondary. So uh, certainly a lot of good candidates. Uh, before we wrap up the show, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button and control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat is perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body and is available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for this winter season. Best of all, we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20% off. Stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, in that same breath, Trevor, quickly to wrap up our show, mm-hmm. the rookies that you found most disappointing in the NFL in year one. I know that can be a very critical-sounding stat. We're not here to bury anyone. Oh, wow. I mean... Um, rookies, like just like overall, or yeah, first-rounders? Rookie- I mean, I guess the most disappointing guys would be first rounders. I mean, yeah. maybe Ronald Jones. Obviously, like I cover the Buccaneers, but like, right? I mean, he has to. He has to be the most disappointing. He's, People had him as like their RB three, basically, and he literally can't get on the field in Tampa Bay. He can't. Right. Very true. He's got to be one of. Vea's played a little bit better recently. You said Vea has played better recently, and I mean he's disappointing. But I mean, I guess it all comes out to what you thought that he would be. He, the, the, but those are two of my the guys that obviously just pop out right away to me because I've watched them. Um, right. um, uh, first round guys, there really are many. I mean, I think Colton Miller's really struggled as the year has gone on, and guys have kind yeah, of. But again, you know, we him. thought that, right? right we, thought we thought he got overdrafted. Right. So I guess from the NFL's perspective, then he's been maybe disappointing uh, in terms of what you hoped he'd be. Billy Price for the Bengals has 
certainly not been great. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd be plug and play. I had some reservations about him, but I didn't think he would be as rough as he's been as a rookie. I do think he eventually will turn it around, though, and be okay. Really not that many. Isaiah wins out for the year. Rashawn Evans has played better recently. Slow start. Uh, Hayden Hurst has been hurt like the whole year, I think, or just not impactful. So maybe he's one. I don't even know if he's Mark Andrews is playing most of the, the snaps to tight end for them. I think Hurst has been out most of the year, uh, which drafting an older guy and having him miss his first years, man, <laughs> at a position of tight end. That is painful. Uh, not great, Bob. Oh, you know what? There's actually been two really big mistakes. Rashad Penny and Terrell Edmonds late in the first round that have not played up to par for their team. Uh, Edmonds mm. will be benched if they could bench him, but Burnett's been so bad they can't. They've tried to. Didn't Edmonds like start off well and you got a bunch of crow for it? No, actually. Uh, people have kind of been with I me the whole I swear to God, he like got like an interception or something. He did get an interception, early. but it was on like a 10-yard overthrow against the Titans when Mariota was like All right, well, suck it, John. I, I don't think anybody you came sk- at me You said that. that this guy doesn't have arms. Meanwhile, Jesse Bates and Justin Reed having great rookie seasons in the meantime. But I would say those are the only guys. I mean, I think the first round, honestly, right now looks really good. They really haven't been a lot. It was a – I thought it's a good first round. Right. Five or six guys that have been disappointing so far and plenty of chances still for those guys to turn it around. No doubt about it. So uh, there's kind of your look at the first round and the rookies and how they've done and also kind of who our leaders in the clubhouse would be three weeks left to go for the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. We're going to be talking with Brad Kelly this week about wide receivers at the Senior Bowl. He is going to be offering his insight. He's seen a ton of these guys, including some of the smaller name guys that we don't know as much about. So we're excited to talk to him uh, and get to what he has to offer uh, for us on the show as that as that comes later in the week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.